sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. One of the most common things that we do as Catholics, in fact, one of, if not the greatest thing that we do as Catholics, is participate in the Mass. But for this thing that most of us know what it's about, what we do, we don't know why we do it. Why do we do what we do at Mass? Where does the Mass come from? And what difference does it make? That's what we're going to be talking about today on Ignition. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald. And we want to set your faith ablaze so that you may live the adventure that comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ. Before we dive deeper into the Mass, we want you to know that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode or if you have ideas for future episodes, please contact us. The easiest way to do so is by email, and the address is ignition at sfcatholic.org. Again, ignition at sfcatholic.org. Uh, I'm joined for this multi-part series on the Mass. As you always are for this series. Yes. By Renee Krenz, who's I've always... So far, I've so far been here for this whole series yeah, for Mass, right? I think I, that's, I, I was like, I think that's what I'm saying right now when you interjected into my opening. <laughs> I'm bossy. Uh, Renee, it's been a while, though, since we talked about the Mass. Yeah, it has been. Uh, this is episode 543, 543, uh, which is fun, 543. Okay, I'm going to trust like you. A, it's like a... It's like backwards? But, and it's a run, you know, or a, yeah. or a straight, but yeah. it's reverse straight. Yeah. I just like that sort of thing. You think? <laughs> 543. It's Friday as we're recording, and Dr. Bergold is slightly wound up today. I'm not really um, sure what's going on. The but... last time we talked about the Mass was actually 533. <laughs> Really? Yeah. So, see, now it feels now. way longer ago than that. Ten, no, so 10 episodes. Oh. So that's a, 10 weeks. Uh, 10, well, well. Although we may have recorded it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I know. Ask her how many months that is. <laughs> Almost three. Two and a half. Well done. Again. Uh, yeah, so we. <laughs> Are you on mic, we, by the way, Elise? We got a smarty Why? pants over here. <laughs> You've got the mic for biblical bites. It's about time for ignition. Oh, that would be a new thing. Elise, currently known as Benner, is our producer. What? What? I don't know what their title is. I don't know what you're talking about. What's your title? Um, Director. Ooh, I like that. One. Engineer. Direct. Director. Okay. So she's the director. The director. All right. I like that. She does tell us what to do sometimes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, Elise like, actually do the show right now. Known as better, it's the director. We we've been doing. Um, no, 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 no. Okay. If you watch podcasts, this is pretty common. Yeah. Like this thing that's been going on for the last minute, minute and a half is really common. Yes. I know it makes you uncomfortable, Kranz, because you want to get somewhere. <laughs> I do want to get somewhere. <laughs> but, but certainly this series that we're doing in the mass ain't that. Getting anywhere? Yes. yes. <laughs> At least not so, quickly. <laughs> all right. So we'll dive back into the, the, the hardcore content Please. because that's what you want to have happen, even though, as you've said repeatedly today, this is it's my your show. show. Do what you want. Fine. Apparently not. <laughs> 50 year olds throwing their weight around. Oh, wow. Um, Just throwing my age out there. What? Thank I did, you. I did, you didn't have to agree. You could have. Um, 
<laughs> we have, I, I really don't know how many, this is like, I think it's 10, 12 yeah, episodes we've done in the mass. And just because it has been a while, because it's been 10 episodes since we did an episode on the mass. Um, Renee, why are we doing this? Um, well, as you said in the intro, we do this thing all the time. We go to mass. And a lot of times you get out of mass and you're like, did I just go to mass? Did I even pay attention to anything that just happened? Because we're so accustomed to it. Yep. We just kind of float through and really forget why we're there and who's there with us. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and yeah, so we just, it's just something, it's, it's, this will take us way too far afield. And we've already, already gone far enough afield as it is. <laughs> um, but it, it is an interesting aspect of human behavior yeah. that the things that we just do on a regular basis, how easy it is for us to do them without intention. Right. Now, in some cases, it's a good thing. Like, if I had if if I had to be super intentional about like brushing my teeth every time oh, I right, brush my right. teeth, they get into like got to really focus and concentrate. Right. Like that would be annoying. So it's, it's in some cases it's nice that we mm-hmm. don't have to be really attentive to intentional about the thing that we're doing. In other instances, like relationships, mm-hmm. um, like religious practices, mm-hmm. which are a version of relationships, to be honest, uh, it'd be nice if, if if we if it was harder for us to tune out. Yeah, than it is. You know, now that you say that, um, of course, I've been watching The Chosen as it's been going along, and I'm thinking as you're There's saying not that be a spoiler alert. Here, no, huh? Okay. I, as I, as you're saying that, that I wonder if the apostles had this experience of spending three years with Jesus, but kind of starting to float through and not really remember the gravity of who they're with and and everything. And if they kind of start, you said it's human nature. So surely they did at times. They're just like, "Ah, I'm going to hang out with Jesus, you know, whatever. Yep. I bet. Yeah. I bet they did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a great observation. By the way, so again, there will be a spoiler. So are you watching season three? I am. So you, are you caught up? Yes. So season or episode two, Mm-hmm. The scene with little James. Yes. Love. That was the best scene so far. That and Matthew with his family. I thought, oh, yeah. I thought and it was fantastic. One, episode one. I'm into episode one. Yes. Yep. Yep. And then opening of episode two. Yeah. And then that scene later in episode two with little Matthew. Yeah. Little that James. was that the way they did that. Uh, if you haven't seen it, this isn't really a spoiler alert, but it's around suffering. Yep. And it's it was beautiful. Well, yeah. and, and especially for people who, who have deal with chronic, chronic suffering su- chronic suffering of any kind of any kind mm-hmm. uh really powerful yes really good um yes so so yeah but yeah with this, I, I think you're probably right but the apostles did yeah from time to time, hanging right? around him for three years surely right, that right. he gets old after a while right, right. <laughs> because <laughs> I mean, it's of not us. like, it's not like he's sinners. doing miracles 24 7 and you know you're just kind of like oh well okay yeah it's jesus you know um oh boy no I, this is this is worth just continuing this little, little rabbit hole so Mary, though, conceived without sin, remaining sinless. So I, th- I feel like part of this is because of our fallen human nature. Okay. So I mm-hmm. wonder, I, I'm pretty confident, actually. Um, my initial thought is I'm pretty confident that Mary, it was a lot easier for Mary to be present to whoever she was with. Sure. Whoever, whether it was Joseph or Jesus. Right. Or the neighbor. Um because she didn't have the faults that we have. Exactly. Yeah. So, so I think to, to truly love another person means in part to be present to, actually, this is what Emily Liedem and I are talking about next week in episode 544. Oh, uh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Being what a, present what a, to other people. What a good preview there. Yeah. So anyway, so 
I, I wonder though, for her, if she was always intrigued by her son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One day we'll find out. <laughs> we will. We one day we'll find well, out. Well, I hope. <laughs> so yeah, so so we're doing this long uh, season on uh, series mm-hmm. on the mass uh, because it is right as I said in the open something that we do as Catholics, mm-hmm. but we're it, it, we're so familiar with it that we never most of us um, don't often take time to step back and wait, why why do we do this right right like what's the why because and when you understand the why mm-hmm. it allows you to enter into and to participate more fully right. Right. Um, I think it helps with the, when you don't know the why at all, then, okay, I'm just doing this because this is what we always do. Yep. This is how you do it. Yep. And it's easy to walk away from it. Yep. Absolutely. But when you know the why, it becomes, it's 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 still not foolproof, but it becomes easier to stay engaged right. and part- right. truly participate in the mass. Yeah, I'm excited to get going here because as I admitted to you before we started, I have no idea where we are. I yeah. mean, I, I think we're getting close to the gospel. <laughs> so we, we talked about this before, folks. Um, I asked both Renee and Elise if they knew where we're at. And and it was actually Elise who was pretty... Renee, to be honest, let's be honest, you had no idea. I was like... You had no idea. I, I know we... I think we talked started talking about readings, but I don't remember if we like are going each reading at a one at a time. And so I've, I'm... Yeah, Elise, Elise is pretty confident that we're, we're at the gospel. And you, you are indeed correct. See, yeah. she has a way so better memory was, than I do. She's she, much she's, younger. That's what it is. She's not... <laughs> Um, Half so, my age. <laughs> so we we we're at the gospel. And what we did briefly. I so I to be honest, I I pulled it up on YouTube. You had to look. Where are we at again? <laughs> and we had briefly we talked about um, the gospel acclamation. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about why it's there, and partly because there's the procession. Okay. Um, yeah. and, and and also we're standing for the gospel out of reverence for the gospel. We talked a little bit about the words, and it was great because you didn't remember. You know, it's out of it's it's not, it's great when I don't remember stuff, isn't it? No, it, it's great <laughs> because it's so common for all of us. I, I do the same. Oh thing. yeah, yeah, right. Like the, the when the priest or deacon says, "Or even the Holy Gospel according to whatever," and I, Renee, what do you say? Would we say in response? And you were like, uh, "I'm not at mass. I can't remember." And that's so often the case. Like it's when you're in the thing yep. that you know. But we respond, "Glory to you, O Lord." Mm-hmm. The, the gospel reading, and at the end, the priest deacon says the gospel of the Lord, and we say, and you got this one, by the way. Yeah. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Even now, I've got in front of me just to make sure. <laughs> well, after you said I couldn't remember, and then I thought to myself, I can't remember now either. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. That's 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 how it is. So what I want to talk about just briefly is 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 more about what we do around the gospel. Okay. So in 533, we talked about how there's this procession. Um, we we do stand for the gospel. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about that as well. Out of reverence now. So sitting sitting is a posture in, in Jewish tradition. Sitting was, might still be, um, a posture of learning. Okay. So for most of the liturgy of the word, we're, we're sitting mm-hmm. um, because we're learning. But now we're going to learn for the gospel as well, but because it's actually the words of Jesus that are proclaimed, mm-hmm. we stand out of reverence. So okay. I, in previous episodes, I talked about how we stand at the start of Mass because standing is uh, the common Jewish posture for prayer, mm-hmm. which it is. So prayer, reverence. So okay. for because it's the actual words of Jesus himself, who is God, uh, we stand now for the gospel acclamation. So are we like word. praying the gospel? Uh, it's not that we're say? praying, we're just okay. standing out of reverence okay. because, you know, it's sort of like uh, when a dignitary walks in the room, you all stand, whether sure. it be the judge or yeah. the president yeah. or whoever. Um, so we stand out of reverence for the dignitary, mm, yeah. who is Jesus himself, whose words are going to be proclaimed through the deacon 
or through the priest. So there's the um, the quote unquote procession, and mm-hmm. sometimes it's just the priest or deacon walking to the ambo. Sometimes they go to the altar and get the book of the gospels mm-hmm. and bring it over to the ambo. It doesn't matter either way. You can do either one. Uh, so I've seen question. it on both, even in my own church. Yeah, right. Um, I, I think it, it's just a bit more regal. I think, and it might depend on the setup of your your church might, altar it too. It might, uh, but but when going to the altar for the book of the Gospels, it's a bit more. Again, there's a procession, so when you're actually carrying the book of the Gospels, mm-hmm. that processional dimension uh, right. is is a bit clearer and easy to see, as opposed mm-hmm. just to the priest or deacon walking over right. to the ambo. Right. Uh, so he goes over, and uh, but before, and I don't think we touched on this last time, um, the priest bows before the altar. Cleanse my heart and my lips, Almighty God, that I may worthily proclaim your holy gospel. Oh, okay. Cleanse my heart and my lips, Almighty God, that I may worthily proclaim your holy gospel. Uh, And then he brings the, or he goes to the ambo with the, or without the the gospel. So either the priest or the deacon says Uh, that? Or just the priest? No, it'd be the priest or the deacon. Okay, okay. the priest or the deacon. Um, And then there is this, again, this dialogue, the Lord be with you. And with your spirit, a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Mm-hmm. Glory to you, O Lord. And then, and then there's the incensing. Oh, yes. So, um, and I'm sure I don't, because it was so long ago, I don't remember. If we <laughs> talked about how, do you remember at all? Did we talk about the incensing of the altar that sometimes happens at the beginning of Mass? I don't know. I don't we remember. Did. We might not have, because, well, because a lot of times, it happens during Eucharistic prayers. Yeah. So, but it does happen at the beginning. It does sometimes. happen at the beginning. Yeah. Sometimes, but I don't think we talked about. It. So, so sometimes at the beginning of Mass, uh, you'll see um, the priest um, will incense. He'll walk around mm-hmm. um, and he'll incense. He'll um, wave the incensey thing, <laughs> uh, clink the chains. <laughs> right. He'll go. There's no. Well, he actually, they used is. to clink quite a lot, they, and I kind of miss it. It depends on who the. Uh, person is doing it whether that, or not you're supposed that, to clink no whether oh. or not you know how to do it oh okay i don't know what that means there's a right way and wrong way not a wrong way so there's you're not way, supposed to clink you are supposed well oh. now i'm confused ah, ah. <laughs> elise is trying to make the motion like wow is it? <laughs> there's there's a way to to quote unquote do incense that that makes the clinking happen Traditionally, clinking would ha- happen right. is, is supposed to happen. It's not like right or wrong, right? Right. But it's like, not invalid if, you, if the clinking doesn't happen. If you ever go to an like uh, to an Orthodox mm-hmm. Divine Liturgy or an Eastern Eastern Mass, Eastern Divine Liturgy, whether it's Orthodox or Catholics, like they 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 know how to run their incensor. <laughs> and there's a lot of clinking, and it's pretty impressive. Um, anyway, <laughs> they go around the altar with the. Right. Um, and this is where I, I'm thurible or thurifer, but I can't remember right now which the word is. Thurible. Thurible, I think, I think you're right. Thurifer, I think, holds the incense. Um, why do they do that? Do you have any idea? Do you, do you have a well, guess? Well, I, I know that incense is supposed to carry the prayers of the faithful up to heaven. So incense and it, incense itself symbolizes yes. because it's smoke, right. so it goes up, and it's a fragrant smoke, right. so it's not that, that oh. Right. But I think, But I think it also symbolizes... The like preparing a body, doesn't it? Uh, oh, body. Uh, it could be that or too. No. But it, but it's in the context of the mass generally. It is about it symbolizes our prayers okay. rising up to heaven. Okay. So because the altar is where the sacrifice is going mm-hmm. to happen, mm-hmm. the, uh, when incense is used, oftentimes being a mass, you see the altar sort of um, 
yeah, incensed, right. if you will. So he goes around with that. So that happened at the beginning of Mass and, uh, sometimes, and then also sometimes it happens right before the proclamation right. of the gospel. So right after this introduction, um, again, Lord be with you, with your spirit, a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Glory to you, Lord. Then the priest or deacon will oftentimes incense the book of the Gospels. Right. Again, this is a sign that this is a holy thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so this this thing that symbolizes our prayer literally surrounds, uh, in the case of the altar, and here is, is, is at, the smoke of the incense, is at the book of the Gospels, is at the ambo. And this, is, this just heightens for us as body-soul creatures as who sense things mm-hmm. with with our eyes and our ears and our touch and our taste and here our smell, smell mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that something significant is going on. Right. So we're about to hear the words of Jesus. So we use this sacred smoke um, to highlight the significance of what's about to happen. Right. And if you haven't seen it done before, like if you are in a parish where they, a lot of parishes don't do it very often, especially small rural parishes, Um, uh, for the Sunday TV mass, Bishop, uh, they often do it when Bishop is celebrating mass. So if you haven't seen it done, you can always go to YouTube for this and and just go to that piece so you can see that happen. And, and then I beg you, please do not start watching TV Mass and not go to Mass yourself. Right. (laughs) This is just to see it happen so that you can see what we're talking about. Exactly. So the gospel, uh, the book of the gospels is incensed and then the gospel itself is proclaimed. Mm -hmm. And at the end, very end, the priest or deacon says the gospel of the Lord. And we say in response. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I have a question. Why are, why do lay people not? Read the gospel. I, you were you getting mind. that? Okay, so you're going there go. next. Uh, I stopped paying attention to you and started thinking about that question. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, this also relates to the homily. Okay. So, that means you'll you'll get too far ahead if you start talking about the homily. You're going to confuse everybody. The homily is literally a <laughs> A layperson can never pro, can never preach a homily. It's, right, it's, right. It's not, as far as I know, I mean, could the church change this? Yes, but, but church, as it is now, as it is no. now, and uh, likely will forever, right, be, for reasons that I'll explain in a moment. A layperson will never preach a homily. However, however, I will point out that there are times when a layperson, in fact, does proclaim at least part oh, yes. of the gospel. I know. Yeah. Good Friday. Good Friday. Well, and, well or and? The, and Easter Sunday. Well, or it'd be, uh, must be the vigil. For Thir- the, Thursday. For the, no, no. Back for that. For the, Palm <laughs> Sunday. Palm Sunday. Well, sure. But okay. Palm so Sunday. I'm always thinking about, we always go to the Friday and the Thursday and Friday. And a lot of times you yeah. kind of go through those again. So yes, I forget that we do all that at Palm Sunday. So Palm Sunday. Oh. Elise was giving us a palm. Palm Sunday. Thank you, Elise. Palm, palm. Sunday and Good Friday. Palm Sunday. I, I know. Through the hands. Through the wrist. No. Uh, palm Sunday, Good Friday, when we have the proclamation of the the passion narrative. Yeah. And you can have that multi part. Yeah. Which I, and I have like, okay. 
But you always have well, but and, but but you know what the layperson in that case never never does Jesus's part. Never does Jesus right, part. right. So what's so this is then this is why most Sundays of the year, every other mass, every mm-hmm. other mass, mm-hmm. a layperson does not. So what's the deal there? It has nothing to do. It's it's not a status thing, right? It's not that priests or deacons are better right. than lay men or women. Um, it's not a holiness thing. It's not that priests or deacons are inherently more holy than lay men or women. Mm-hmm. It's not an intelligence thing. It's not that priests or deacons are inherently smarter than lay mm-hmm. men or women. Right. Uh, it is simply due to the fact that by their ordination, they have been conformed to Jesus Christ in a unique way. Okay. All of us, by our baptism, have been conformed to Jesus Christ. But um, priests and deacons are, are conformed to Jesus uh, in a unique way which allows them because they are ministering to us, to the rest of the body of Christ, mm-hmm. to the rest of the church. That's why they're ordained mm-hmm. uh, in part, large part. Um, so they, they act, priests in particular, act as Christ the head of the body. Okay. So in persona Christi, in the person of Jesus. So a priest is ordained in persona Christi Capitis, in the person of Christ the head. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and deacons, they're not ordained in persona Christi Precapitis, but they are uh, ordained according to Jesus, the servant. So because of their ordination, they are, um, it's appropriate and fitting that they are the ones who proclaim the words of Jesus in the gospel, whether that's Palm Sunday, Good Friday, or any other Sunday of okay. the year. So now I might get myself in trouble here, but I have a question. Okay. Um, so is that why most dioceses don't allow things like communal, uh, communion services where you don't have a priest, but you have already consecrated bread. So you really can't go through a full mass. Do they, would they read a gospel in that case where they maybe wouldn't, or would a deacon have to be present at oh, the very least? Uh, well, cause I don't know if I've ever actually attended something like that without a priest yeah, at it. To be honest, I don't know if I have, it's been a very, cause they don't do that in our diocese. Um, and I thought, I thought they, well, maybe they never have. I thought there was a time when they did here. In the maybe they did. And it's just been when I was young or something. Um, I don't know. <clears throat> so obviously I'm, if I started, if I took mass from today and started reading the gospel, I'm not going to be struck down. Right. Bishop <laughs> DeGroote is not going to walk in and Bergwald, knock it off. <laughs> so it's not that it's illegal somehow right, or right. sinful for me to read the gospel aloud, but in the context then this is where, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Definitely within the context of the the Eucharistic liturgy, the Mass, mm-hmm. the liturgy, which is the Mass. It's if you need to say I don't know, it's okay. Possible. Well, no, I'm, trying, I'm, trying, I'm trying to think that I, I I don't think I know, but I was trying to work out what I've right. seen before right. in my head. Like when you have a communion service, does does a lay person read the God? I can't remember. Right. Because even Good Friday service is not a mass; it's a service. Correct, that's but true. they do read a gospel, if yeah, I remember true. right. So yeah, the passion. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, okay. That's a good question. I don't know right now. I think find I knew, out. but I forgot. <laughs> One more thing to, for me to find. Out. Yes, really. <laughs> okay, so uh, the gospel is proclaimed. Um, then this is one thing that most of us, I, I. Until right now, I forgot about it myself. Okay. The gospel is proclaimed at the end of the gospel. Well, Lord, praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Then the priest or deacon. So I, I, you see this. What happens? They kiss the right. gospel. Saying quietly, 
Now, if you would ask me this, Renee, <laughs> I, would, I have no idea. I think just because the gospel. No, they say quietly, through the words of the gospel, may our sins be wiped away. Oh, I, kn- I did not know that either. Through the words of the gospel, may our sins be wiped away. Wow. That's awesome. So I really like is, that. <laughs> so what I want to talk about here, just in the few minutes that we have left, we're not going to get to the homily as it turns out. <laughs> um, there are a few, this is one of the few times in the mass, uh, and this came up actually um, uh, a few weeks ago, actually in a diocesan uh, in-service. Oh, that yeah, we yeah. Had. Mm-hmm. There are a few times in, in, the, um, in the mass when the priest or deacon, in this case, could be the deacon, says things quietly. That are mm-hmm. that that we don't hear that we don't hear, mm-hmm. and and one of our colleagues just had, has sort of raised the question, why is that? Mm-hmm. Um, and and in some cases, in some cases, that's because the words that the priest or deacon are saying are is really about their own relationship, right, with God, right. Other cases, it's not. So th- I, th- I, th- I think I put this in the category of other cases. Right. Through the words of the gospel, may our sins right. be wiped away. Right. But it specifically says that the priest or deacon kisses the book, saying quietly. Yeah, I feel like that'd be good for everyone to hear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but there are certain things in the mass that the the ordained uh, are are directed mm-hmm. by the rubrics of the mass, the directions. They're directed to say them quietly and this is, is one of them is it like an intercession like like the the priest deacon is is it's their act of interceding on our behalf or yeah. ministerial intercession yeah. could be could be but this is to be honest like when the question was raised um both father scott and i i think had the same answer in some instances it's because it's a very personal mm-hmm. the, so it's said quietly but in those instances where it's, it is more communal i don't i don't know why it's said <laughs> quietly but there is a reason okay Oh, I didn't know you were going to tell us a reason. I don't know what the reason is, but there is one. That's what <laughs> okay. I'm saying. So it's all done for one reason. I just don't know what that reason is. Well, you should find out. <clears throat> so now uh, you, you mentioned, yes, I should. <laughs> Let me write that down. Oh, I'm sure he'll get right on that. Because, you know, I hope you'll get some emails asking. Everybody email Dr. Bergwald and ask why. Please find out for us. Ignition at sfcatholic.org yeah. is the email address. Yeah. Um, okay, last thing. You mentioned... Uh, so, so what happens after the priest or deacon says, praise the gospel, Lord, praise you, Lord Jesus Christ, kisses the book, says that we're quietly, then what do we do? Well, sometimes the bishop uses the book to bless the people. So, they, yeah. So, because most it's, of the time, yeah. what do we do? Right we, away. we sit down and sit down. the sit priest down gives his homily. Yeah. But, yes, when uh, when um, you go to a cathedral or, or any mass where the bishop, bishop is, is present— yeah. The deacon who proclaims the gospel carries the book of the gospel mm-hmm. over to the bishop. Open, usually. O- uh, oftentimes yep. o- open. And he blesses us with it. So we are supposed to remain standing mm-hmm. until after he has blessed us. So yes. oftentimes people just, most of us don't go to mass with the bishop right. on a regular basis. So <laughs> people are starting to sit down. Oh, oh supposed yep. to stand up. and <laughs> You got to be on your toes when the bishop you, is saying when mass. When the bishop is there, you got to be <laughs> on your toes. So. That is everything around the gospel. Next time we're going to dive into the homily and we'll go on from there. Awesome. Thanks, Renee. Yep. And folks, that will wrap up this episode of Ignition. Again, you can email us ignition at sfcatholic.org with any ideas for future episodes or questions about this one. Until next time, may God bless you.